0: It's the right time for Western Oklahoma.
1: Todd and Mustafa in for Herald, and it is time for our weekly feature, Crossfire, which is brought to you by ASAP General Stores and Lucille's Hills Roadhouses in Clinton and Weatherford. They're all a part of ASAP Energy. They also have the wash time car washes. You can get that Everwash card. And for one low price, as low as $18, you can wash your car every day. Pretty cool stuff. ASAP Energy. We appreciate Rick and the gang for uh, being a part of our Crossfire segment. Welcome into the program on the Southwest Air and Heat Hotline. The minority leader of the Oklahoma House, Miss Cindy Munson. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me, as always. (laughs) And joining us on assignment from Grove, Oklahoma, is Anthony Moore. Good morning, (laughs) Anthony. Good morning. I'm,
2: I'm glad to report in from the assignment that Chopper made it in just fine.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's going to be a great day. going to be morning, a great day. one here at the studio. Oh, I know. well. That's why I was making sure to report that this one made it okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it has been an interesting week. Here we thought you guys were just going to be worried about your uh, little interim studies and talking to your constituents, <laughs> and then lo and behold, Governor Stitt has declared that uh, we need... Yet another special session to start next month to talk about tax cuts, budget transparency, and a trigger law. We heard from uh, Senate Leader Treat earlier this week. We finally heard from Charles McCall yesterday, who seems to be in favor of it. We also heard from Minority Leader Munson. And Cindy, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on another special session? <laughs>
3: Well, they're not getting. They're, I think we 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 try to drop this joke everywhere we go. They're they're getting less and less special, quite frankly. <laughs> um, I have been in a special session every year since I've been elected, except 2019. Uh, and and you know the the, the point of a special se- a special session is to address something or an issue that urgently needs to be addressed that uh, you can't wait for the next legislative session. And I would argue. Um, you know, tax cuts and um, I actually do like the budget transparency ideas that the governor uh, has sort of proposed. Um, that's something that Democrats in the House and the Senate, and I think even some of those in the majority, you know there are probably some processes we could we could put in place to improve our our budget process when it comes to transparency and giving more folks a chance to know what is being discussed. And then the piece about you know the tribes, it's just another, way for him to to throw a tantrum as he continues to lose the fights against tribes. And so, uh, you know, coming into special session to address tax cuts, um, specifically... Specifically, you know, saying to put us on a, us on a path to eliminate the income tax. I don't think this is the place we should be doing it. We have, we'll have go into regular session in February. There's plenty of time to have those discussions. Uh, and, and I don't know that there's a huge appetite all across the legislature. I, I know the speakers come out saying he would be willing to work with the governor on that, but the president pro tem in the Senate uh, who is a Republican asked, a great question on where do we get this revenue to pay for things like our public schools and public safety and uh, our hospitals um, folks will have to be taxed in other places uh, just because you eliminate the income tax doesn't mean an oklahoma is no longer paying taxes and so we'll go in october 3rd which is a tuesday um, here in a couple weeks and and see what the the house plans to propose but the senate seems to be telling the governor you know let's take a pause come meet with our budget chairman and our budget committee and, and let's talk about where this money is going to come from and who exactly are we going to cut from to to make this happen
1: all right anthony uh your thoughts do you agree with uh, speaker mccall that uh it is a, a good time to talk about getting on a path to zero income tax or uh do you agree with senator treat that uh, really this could wait
2: well, I think that, you know, a couple different points I want to make. You know, you you were joking off the air that, you know, my stuff is fired up about it. Like, you know, and, and Cindy alluded to it. I mean, at what point do words not matter anymore? Because special session, this will be my fifth special session and three regular sessions. So I'm, it's not special anymore. I've done way more of those than regular. So we're going to have to come up with new words for it. Um, You know, because it, it kind of just becomes hollow when you, you keep saying special and I'm there every other week. So uh, the other thing that I, I like to point out is this is, you know, that everyone, everyone likes to lovingly joke about Cindy hears it all the time, too. This is that part time job, you know, where I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gone from my house like 14 days in September doing legislative issues. And, mm-hmm. and now we've got another special session. So this is that the fun part of that part time job. Right, Cindy? Um, but you know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm fine having a conversation, but, but the reality is you don't call a special session without a plan. If your idea is to try to help save taxpayer money, you don't waste taxpayer money to get the result. And that's what he's done is he's wasting taxpayer dollars by sending us to special session without a plan. And if you have a plan and you have legislation that's agreed upon by both houses, you can get this through in a week and, and spend five days in a special session and be done. But to call us in a special session with absolutely no idea, not even a, not even he didn't even say, hey, here's the legislation that I'd propose. I mean, there's just no plan whatsoever it is a waste of taxpayer dollars. So I have a, I have a hard time with that. And the other thing, <laughs> excuse me, uh, the other thing that I have an issue with is, like Senator Treat said, and you know, and I. I lovingly uh, told someone, I said, "Man, he did a really great job of you know, firing off like a house member," and I meant that as a compliment. You know, I mean, because you know, he went Josh West back on him and and said, "Hey, what in the world's going on here?" You know, which forty forty percent of our schools are we going to close down? You know, uh, and that's I mean, that's the reality. Is everyone um, thinks that we have to have some level of help, you know, from our government, some some level of services. What now? We disagree sometimes on what that level is. But if you start cutting income tax, we're all going to agree that the level of services we're being provided are not enough. So it's going to have to come
0: from somewhere. So that, that's a good segue into my, my, my most recent tirade and looking at the fact that we're so flush with cash, according to the governor. And he's also in favor of doing this, and he, and he wants to indicate a path that's to zero income tax now. My, my question is, how do we respond to the reality that we've had to experience in Oklahoma, 2010 and 2011? Man, we drained the rainy day fund, flat out yep. drained it. But at any rate, 2016, yep. I go into the idea that, you know what, our deficit around here is a billion dollars, folks. Cindy, you remember that, and I'm saying state rep Cindy, Cindy Munson. I think you were in the House at that time, Correct.
3: Oh, I absolutely remember. It was it was a really tough time. And those of us who came in, you know, I was elected in 2015. My first session was 2016. Um, we were cutting agencies. We were cutting vital programs for working families. I mean, you talked, those of us, and I called a couple of my colleagues on the other side of the aisle who came in. I said, I'm not calling you as leader. <laughs> I'm calling you as, remember when we came in and we didn't like each other? We couldn't hold conversations with each other. We, I mean, it was like, Battleground because the the stress level was so high it was um, so difficult to figure out how to raise revenue because you can cut taxes with fifty one votes you cannot raise taxes with fifty one votes you have to have two thirds of the legislature you know the house to to agree on how we're going to raise revenue and that is a very difficult task and it's why i have so much respect for chairman wallace and those who were um you know did we agree all the time no but i respect the weight they were carrying and um you know the the things we were hearing from our constituents it's what triggered the teacher walkout in 2018 why would we go back to putting ourselves in that situation the governor gets to enjoy a surplus and he's been able to govern with revenue in the bank with money in the bank because of the hard work of, of past legislatures and so it's just not wise in general to put us back into that situation and with the surplus there are so many things that we could be doing that republicans and democrats could be looking at to reinvest in our communities and that's what people really are asking for um, of course, everybody wants lower taxes. It doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on. My dad, who is a Trump Republican, said it, he called me he's like, it's really stupid to cut ta- income taxes in Oklahoma sweetness. And I go, it's not my idea. <laughs> you know, and so I, I think, you know, generally speaking, people want investment in their communities. And there we Oklahoma in some sense has figured out a way to do that with, without high taxes. Um and, and everybody likes to look to the state of Texas and say, wait, they don't pay income taxes. They pay really high property yeah. taxes. And, and also you'll get taxed. I think Oklahomans really do get taxed too much everywhere that they go. That's something we could be looking at. You know, do you got to get taxed at the grocery store and then the services you get? Let's look at those things that really hurt working families, um, and figure out a way to, to bring some financial relief to them that way versus eliminating the income tax.
2: Rep Moore? Well, and I think, you know, going compounding on that. first of all, Cindy, did you say your dad calls you sweetness? Because that's the cutest thing ever. I love that. Yes, that is. So uh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: We're going to adopt that moniker from now on totally out. Totally fine.
2: <laughs> I, I'm going to do my best to not say that on the microphone, you know, when we're, no, I'm kidding. I won't say it, but it, it's adorable. I love it. As a dad of two daughters, I just kind of made my, made my morning, made me smile. But, you know, I'm, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, Mustafa, you, your question was about the path, right? If I ask you, hey, yes. you know, what's the path to Oklahoma City from Clinton, you're going to tell me, hey, you get on the highway right here at exit 66. You're going to take a left. You're going to, you have a, you have a plan, right? Where's the plan? If you, if you say we want to have a path, well, then at least give us a starting marker and an, in, I mean, you said the ending marker is zero income tax. I mean, what, what's the start, you know, what's the first couple steps? I mean, so, I mean, that, I just disagree with the fact that we even have any kind of path from them. It's just, uh, it, you know, the reality is it's, um, you know, it's fighting. It's infighting, and, and that's not exactly what we want. But, you know, Cindy made a great point about, you know, um, some of the different issues, um, and I don't want to belabor those and, and rehash those. But I think that we're just – we have to realize that I, I think everyone says, yeah, no, I don't want to pay income tax. I'm like, great, okay. Do you want 40% less services across the state, or, or are we going to raise you know, property tax three times what its value is? Because as soon as we start talking that, Mustafa, you know who's really, really, really upset? All the farmers. Uh, because all those guys that are you know, in, in my district that vote for me are going to go, wait, wait, wait a second, Anthony. Why am I paying three times property tax for from, from my farms, and I'm, paying, I'm carrying the load for everybody else now? Because if you don't own property, now I'm paying for your tax portion, too. I don't want to do that. And so then everybody backs up. And and so if you have the actual conversation, you know, especially the folks, uh, you know, that own a bunch of rent houses, you know, they don't want to, you know, because where is that? If you own a bunch of rent houses, Mustafa, you own 35 rent houses across western Oklahoma, and we raise the property tax three times on all of them. Well, you're not going to start bearing that burden by yourself. Oh, you've got to pass on. You're smarter than that. Well, yeah, so it's
0: going to pass on to who? Pass to it, who? it on to the renters. Well, well let me let me
1: call you both on on crisis. let me call you both on something. Uh, just in my opinion, I'll try to play the other side here because it's three against one, right? Uh, <laughs> you all love income tax, uh, but here's the thing: there's <laughs> no guarantee. Said, hey, said that right hang off the on. Bat. There's no guarantee. That if we lower income tax rates here, that we make it up with property tax or uh, uh, other taxes. These are all, you know, things that we assume and you could be right, but there's no guarantee. But the other side is saying, look, when you cut taxes, that gives taxpayers more money in their pocket. And so they spend more. And so revenue naturally goes up. Anyway, tell me I'm wrong, sweetness. The economy, no, well, the
0: economy goes <laughs> south. Then what happens?
2: Well, so listen, no, no, So part of what you're saying is, yeah. is not wrong. Okay. If, but the, the, the reality is, let's say we go from 4.3 to 3.8. There's not an automatic correlation of a 13% increase in revenue just because you drop it, you know, however many points. And so, you know, in an economic vacuum, that sounds great. But that's not, I mean, I've got lots of friends that are econ majors, and we've talked about this a lot, and I'm not the econ guy. But but quite literally, I mean, it's a Keynesian economic argument about sliding down the Lafferty curve, and we can go off into a big nerdy. I mean, you're going to get me into a nerdy tailspin, and people are going <laughs> to go to sleep. But just because you drop at four point three to three point eight doesn't mean there's this correlating three point, you know, thirteen percent increase in spending. And so, Todd, my question for you, and not and listen, I don't love paying income tax. I'd love to not pay as much. I absolutely would love it. But my question for you is, are you okay shutting down schools? If the if, if, if we cut the income tax and all of a sudden that spending that we hope is coming doesn't come to fruition. Are you OK saying, OK, 10 percent of schools, we're going to either consolidate you or shut you down.
1: I, I think that's a horrible scare tactic. And, I, and I'm and i shocked that a Republican no, just, is saying that. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it, <laughs> it, expect that it, from it, sweetness. Not, come on. No,
2: I don't want to consolidate my schools. I don't want to I don't want to shut down schools. I don't want to have less less. You know, road and bridge projects going on in western Oklahoma because we can't fund them. You know, what I mean, and, and that's not a scare tactic. That's a reality. It costs money to do it. We have to have a balanced budget. Unlike the feds, we're not going to print money and just do what we want. You know, and so we have to we have to be smart here because yes, we're in a great spot, and I do agree that we need to make a plan, and that's and that's the difference. I, I guess I'm fine with the end result, but what's the path? And that's my question is.
0: Well, if we're going to cut
2: taxes, how are we going to fund the core services that we need? How are we going to fund uh, our schools? How are we going to fund our road and, road and bridge projects? How wow. are we going to fund broadband expansion? That's my question is show me a plan. Let, and, and and quite frankly, I think the governor really what he should have just done is said, I want to call everybody in and have a conversation because that's what it sounds like we're at. We're at the conversation stage, not the actual special session you know because we have yeah. no bill we have no plan we have no legislation that's that's a, the dichotomy that I'm trying to make Todd it's not not that I'm for taxes that's not <laughs> it I mean we're all we're all for paying less I you think know we, everybody four and O here on the on the radio <laughs> is, is for less
0: yesterday we asked a similar question with uh, rep uh, Nick Archer. And uh, my question again: Do we have a way? What's wrong with having extra money? I've never really understand that concept. But now, if we tie into the rainy day fund and how the limit on that rainy day fund is is what what? How do we adjust that? I guess would be a better question for me. Can we raise it to the point where we don't reach our limit at rainy day fund, and it doesn't show us to having a surplus in cash?
3: Well, the surplus that the governor talks about is it's not just the rainy day fund. There are a couple other um, accounts that he's, that he is, you know, adding the numbers up. And, and I don't know that there's a huge disagreement, but the house and the Senate budget offices and the, and then the governor's, you know, financial folks, you know, there's, a little bit of a disagreement. Are they what they consider to be savings? And so, yeah, I, I believe with, if you wanted to raise the amount that you can save into the rainy day fund would have to be a, a state question. That would be a constitutional change. Um, but, just, I, I do want to address Todd's question. I, I agree with uh, uh, Representative Moore. I know y'all don't love that, but um, the other piece, <laughs> is the income tax, to his point, is that's the revenue that we can plan, that the state can plan, that will will guaranteed to come in, so you can plan out the next fiscal year and the fiscal year after that. And and it's not a scare tactic because I'm the only one on the phone who has actually lived through watching agencies get cut. Um and we would we would ask agencies, you need to tell us the scenario if your agency is cut at two percent, three percent, five percent, ten percent. And while those who may quote unquote enjoy small government or don't mind that agencies are cut, those are real life saving services. That is not I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. Uh people were coming to the Capitol who relied on um waivers from DHS whether it was for disability services or you know our um, programs and treatment services through mental health and substance abuse I have had people walk into my office shaking telling their story trying to overcome substance abuse Uh, people who've never walked into the state capitol who are trying to make their voices heard and so those are very real scenarios that is not a scare tactic we have lived through it and so and the other piece is, um, you know, you you have sales tax. Well, then you need to start getting the municipalities involved because that's how our municipalities are funded. And how are we going to split those monies up? What is the plan to represent Morse Point? And also regressive taxes always hurt working, lower income people, people who are wealthier who get tax cuts aren't always quick to spend. They invest their money, whereas someone who has to go buy groceries, put gas in their car, you know, who are working multiple jobs, they're getting taxed more and, and it's, a, it's it impacts them more negatively than someone with more wealth. Um, and we have to be realistic about that because how else will we be able to sustain state government? Uh, otherwise,
1: well, I think you both are, are missing the point that we're going to easily make up any cuts to income tax with sales tax from Waterburger. Oh, they have just opened up in Weatherford. I have already I mean, listen, been there twice. John Matthews is yeah. going to eat there enough to, to <laughs> make sure that the tax, have- you know, receives. And they're going to put twenty more in tax in uh, the state. That's income, they baby. Have
3: great. Oh, I was gonna say Waterburger has a great Dr. Pepper frozen shake or something. Oh yes, that that is is
1: amazing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well guys unfortunately we didn't get to, hey we didn't get to the trigger law or budget uh, transparency so we'll have to try to dive into those next week and we have time because you guys have three weeks to plan for this special session so I know you're both going to be cramming on your own path uh, <laughs> to get to the the Capitol but yeah, yeah and, and I do agree with you both it is utterly ridiculous that we are doing a special session it, it, it's just but it's stupid the go- it's but, the
0: governor's call so but hey real. he's we're, he's we're, a
1: lame duck he's well, not running again I so think to the point there's it.
0: nothing really going to be seriously taken up during the october 30 i mean october 3rd session nothing really well here's North what's going to happen if
2: he actually shows up and meets with the senate because yeah. if he's serious about it he will
1: well here's what's going to happen this is what we know for sure Cindy and Anthony are getting their per diem, so they're going to be out at Mahogany Prime enjoying steaks. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't get it for okay. i I've, I've
2: been gone from Western Oklahoma too much. I'm, I'm going to go up and do my job and be there when they gavel in, know, and I'm coming right. back, to, back west and then enjoying my time in Western Oklahoma.
1: Absolutely. Well, hey, we appreciate you guys taking the time out to be a part of the show. And uh, we know that you guys, you'll get up there and uh, we'll get something done. And uh, we appreciate that. So you guys have a wonderful weekend and we'll talk again next week. You guys represent right, sounds great. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thank you. That is sweetness, Cindy Munson, <laughs> <laughs> and not-so-sweet sometimes, Anthony Moore. We love you, Anthony, joining us on the Southwest Air and Heat Hotline. Right time for Western Oklahoma. This segment, as always, brought to you by ASAP Energy Inc.
0: Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.